You are listening to the Enormo Cast. One would think that a dirtbag like Alex Honnold would sit back and let that sweet, sweet free solo money wash over him, like the sweat washed over your armpits watching him paddle up the free blast sans rope. Didn't look exactly solid, did it? But he ain't partying with DiCaprio quite yet. Instead, he's doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on the Honnold Foundation, his nonprofit dedicated to creating equity through solar projects around the globe. And now Black Diamond is giving you a swank opportunity to get on board with the Honnold Signature Chalk Bag and Solution Harness. What's the chalk bag like? Well, you know, I've got one. Holds chalk. Sits there for when you're sweaty. No dumb pockets or zippers or anything. And the Solution Harness, well, Alex Honnold doesn't always climb in a harness, but when he does, it's a solution. But most importantly, the Honnold Foundation gets a kickback from BD every time you buy a Honnold Signature product. So check them out at blackdiamondequipment.com or your favorite local shop. And if you don't want commerce getting in the way of your giving, donate directly at honoldfoundation.com and keep that ratty old harness that scares your partners. Are you stuck in the partner zone where that person you climb with is blithely unaware of your electric longing that's telegraphing through that stiff gym rope? Does she think of you as just another dude she schools in the bouldering cave? Does he tell his friends you're just like one of the guys? Well, break out of the partner zone and let that person know that your rock is in a hard place with a special gift from PeterWGilroy.com. Because if you thought making sure her chalk bag was always full or buying him a set of cams for his half birthday would bring out the passion, you're wrong. Do it the right way and go to PeterWGilroy.com for rock-inspired jewelry and accessories that say, to me, you're more than just a solid belay, baby. And of course, remember to enter Enormo at checkout for a discount. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are you playing here? We're doing the uh, Enormo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big place. That's, out. Out. That's a big nice. place. You sold What's it that out. I'll say, you really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good. I have really enjoyed having them with you. We'll make it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Good weather, bad weather. Now or later, anytime is perfect time. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment with support from Maxim Ropes and the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the Enorma cast. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Enorma cast. This is your host, Chris Clues. It is about 10 o'clock on November 8th. And this is episode 163 of the EnormaCast, a conversation with climber and wellness coach, Blake Kaysen, which means that, yeah, we're a little off-piste on this one, which I want to do whenever I can, because usually I learn something and hopefully you guys learn something. So when I had an opportunity to talk to Blake, I jumped at the chance. I'm also always interested or trying to have more women's voices on this thing, because like many climbing facets, it's definitely pretty dude heavy. So that's also nice. Today, yeah, Blake is a woman. Yeah, Chris's and Blake's. We got names that go both ways. 
Anyhow, you know, when I sat down to edit this one, I wasn't really sure what I had because I get really involved in this conversation, which is, you know, code for I talk too much. But we got really into talking about, you know, how she could sort of hypothetically help me with my climbing progress. And when I left the RV and walked across the dark parking lot, you know, I was kind of messed up in a good way. And I didn't know what we had. So once I edited it, I was interested to hear it after a a little bit of time had passed. And um, I don't know, I think we got something really good. At least it helped me. So hopefully if you can put yourself in my shoes, which many of you probably can, or think about your own needs and wants and kind of obstacles to achieving your climbing goals, maybe this will help you too. And it's downright funny at times because I'm such a fucking curmudgeon that I think she, you know, was about to throw in the towel uh, talking to me because I was just like, like wall of crustiness against her most effective techniques. But I tell you what, if Blake can help a guy that's been climbing 30 years break some of his most destructive but heartfelt beliefs, then uh, she can help anybody, I would think. So I got my free consult here on the Enormacast by talking to her for an hour. But you can get one too at blakecasencoaches.com, which is her business website, Pivot Integrated Wellness. And you can get a free consult from her to see if she can uh, set you straight, get you sorted out to uh, moving towards your climbing goals or any other goals for that matter. Actually, climbing is only a very small part of her business. Also, she's going to be speaking at the Momentum Mill Creek in Salt Lake City. On November 18th, she wanted me to mention that. If any Salt Lake listeners want to check her out, she's doing a clinic there. And then she's going to be doing some clinics in early December as well. So go to BlakeCaseAndCoaches.com, the Pivot Integrated Wellness website, and check it out if you like what you hear today. Maybe she can uh, help you out. Okay, in my own business, I want to remind you that the Enormacast is going to be attending and presenting at the Michigan Ice Fest. Yeah, that's right. Going to the Michigan Ice Fest. These ice festivals keep inviting me to come up and talk about things other than ice climbing. But we'll see what we can do. We're probably going to do an interview, some local or some uh, somebody else. But come check it out. It is um, February 13th to the 17th. You can find out everything you need to know at michiganicefest.com. And everybody I've talked to about this thing telling me how hardcore it is. Like, these guys are hardcore. Upper Peninsula, Michigan ice climbers. You got to be hardcore to uh, to deal with that. Anyway, so if you guys are in the Midwest and um, looking for something to do in the middle of fucking February, you want to be colder than you already are, then uh, check out the Michigan Ice Fest. I'll see you there. So yeah, let's get to this conversation with Blake Kaysen, setting this old guy straight. Hey folks, have you fiends seen the Don Waller free solo yet? Well, spoiler alert, the one thing all the principal climbers in those amazing films have in common besides the bedhead and spectacular abs are TC pros from Sportiva. That's right, those fellows trusted their dreams to the face and crack shoe designed by Caldwell himself to tackle the big stone all day, every day. And Tommy wants your dreams to come true too. So if you want to stick to rock like your elbows stick to the table at Golden Corral, and you want your toes to luxuriate inside cracks like it's their home. That's your home! 
Are you too good for your home? Then check out the TC Pros and all of Sportiva's great shoes at Sportiva.com or your favorite local shop. And yeah, TC stands for Tommy Caldwell. Am I the only one that took a while to figure that out? What do you okay. call yourself? You said a wellness coach. A wellness coach, coach okay. yeah. Wellness yeah, coach. wellness and life coaching, but I call myself a wellness coach. Okay. Yeah. And this is your life. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is life. my and life. What's the name of your business? Uh, Pivot Integrative Wellness. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, Pivot. I yeah. looked around the website and yeah. stuff, but it was a while back, actually, when I first. Sure. We first, when we first connected, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for um, thanks for climbing with us today. Yeah, that was awesome. So. Yeah, it, yeah, that was a blast. Okay, good. We yeah. we uh, we started talking about doing this interview just as a little background. <laughs> We're in Indian Creek, actually. We're in in, in Blake's RV in Indian Creek, and uh, we started talking about doing this interview. And then there was this opportunity to meet in Indian Creek, and then I was like, "Ha ha, I'm going <laughs> to trick you into climbing with me and Miles." <laughs> And, and yeah. uh, my partner, Steph, because we need a third. I'm like, can you be our third? And uh, thanks. And you were very, like, open to it. Yeah. And um, It was a blast. And he's, okay, he's like, casual. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> as far chill. as kids go. Sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is, I mean, it is like a day of, like, a little bit more craziness yeah. than normal. So we, uh, yeah. I understand when I ask people to do it that um, it's, it's asking a bit. Because yeah. you do have to, like take a step back from your personal goals a tiny bit because they don't always fit. Although with the third person, we try to make sure that their climbing is guiding what we're doing that day. Sure, yeah. Because we're going to be passing baby and you can't really concentrate on what you're yeah. trying to do. So, but thank you. Yeah. And uh, thanks for meeting up. And, yeah. you know, we got in touch or you got in touch with me mm. and I always like, or a lot of times I like when there's this kind of you throw this angle at mm -hmm. me that's not just me interviewing a professional climber or uh, kind of the sort of bread and butter of these these type of shows in my yeah. show in particular. Yeah. Um, so that's what got me interested. So tell me what made you think I got to pitch this and, yeah. and check out the show yeah. and, and, or come on the show. So it was a, a pretty, a, I guess, kind of a personal experience of listening to it and being and and. One, knowing for myself that sometimes I listen to a podcast with a professional, I mean, a climber, so professional climbers where they're talking about the incredible things that they're doing. And it it can be easy for me to look at that and be like, wow, they're so special. Like they're the demigods. Right. Um, and they're able to do it because they're sponsored, because they are some sort of what they're made of is somehow different and special and better than me. And and because and from my work, I know that that's an easy thing for a lot of other people to think about themselves in general. Um, and also with climbers of like, wow, I wish I could do that. But. I have a full-time job or I have kids or whatever. To me, the fact that we can have responsibilities and still do epic shit is, is like totally real to my life okay. um, personally and then professionally. And so listening to a podcast where people are talking about the epic, th epic things that they're doing, um, my thought was like, man, I, I wonder if people also know that they can do that stuff. Right. Um, and it's not far-fetched and it's not... Um, yeah, that one that these people aren't demigods that they're, that they're have probably some particular ways of approaching climbing in their lives that give that space for 
bigger things. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing this for a few years now, and so I'm talking to all these people. Yeah. And, and the one thing that like fits into that is that, and this is kind of weird, but it's like every person who I've talked to has had a different approach to it mm -hmm. and had a different set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so be, the, the idea that there's not this like you're born with it formula mm -hmm. or anything kind of fits into that where I'm just like, well, I'm not that different from that guy and I'm not th that different from this woman. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I realized sometimes, you know, I, I joke off the mic, but I'm going to do it on the mic now. Is that because I know, like, like a lot of times, hammering these professional climber interviews, it, it, they're not always my best. You know, I'm always just like, yeah, you know, you grew up climbing in a climbing yeah, yeah, gym, yeah, and yeah. now you're a really good climber. You're like, wow, like that, <laughs> what a stretch. I know it's like you've been climbing since you were five, and like now you're mm -hmm. a great climber. Yeah. Like, give me something more. Like, yeah, what yeah. else is going on in your life? Yeah. And and. I've, I don't know if I've joked about this on here before, but I've, I, I pr may, make a joke all the time that if someone came in here and was like, I'm, you know, I've been climbing the climbing gym. I've been on the climbing team since I was like six and I'm like 22 now. And I still like, I still haven't sent 510. Yeah. Like I'd be like, okay, let's talk. Like, here's a story. Like what the hell is yeah. wrong with you? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, and why, What's your right. And why are you still climbing? And why is, yeah. because there, there would wow. be some like incredible story there. Like yeah. you still love climbing yeah. and you're like, you know, and, and really that's, that's like, there's, there's some, some juice in that of like that, that somebody can, right. would still be inspired by something, yeah. even if they weren't progressing right, right, even if right. they weren't whatever they're just like i don't care i like climbing jugs right exactly whatever get yeah. off my case yeah well, become a speed climber <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. so yeah. you know you're you're saying that you're having these thoughts like yeah. i could tell people or i can help people or i want yeah. people to know this yeah. so what's your you know <laughs> then where do your thoughts go like what what are you talking about when you're yeah. saying that yeah do you um, have you know are we can we get into some of your some of your secrets. I mean, this is a yeah. part of what you do for a living. Yeah. It's not specific to climbing though, is it? Um, no, it's not specific to climbing my, my coaching. I'm working with more and more climbers now. Mm -hmm. That's been super exciting because it's such, it's so close to my heart climbing. And I, I understand climbing and climbers, obviously having invested, you know, countless hours now and months and days and years. But so my, approach how I call it is like I'm a habit behavior and lifestyle coach and okay. and to me those are the really significant components of of what we're talking about of like that why Sam Elias or somebody isn't special for for what he's accomplished in some ways mm -hmm. he because what he has done in a I don't know this is just you know uh, hypothetical what a you know a, a crushing climber has done in some way is managed their behavior and their lifestyle to make enough space, so make enough time and energy to pursue their sport in a big way. Um, and so those are those are in some of the biggest components of this. What to me is an essentially an equation. Like our lifestyle is an equation. You like add, subtract, multiply, and hopefully find balance. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people we can get kind of disempowered about that stuff and suddenly we're just i don't know this is fine and we're not living to our fullest potential in whatever way whether it's climbing or 
whatever we're psyched on. As a wellness coach, those are the, the elements that I focus on. What were they again? Habit, behavior, and lifestyle. Habit, behavior, because lifestyle. our So our lifestyle is composed of behaviors, and most of our behaviors are composed of a lot of habits. So if we can understand those things, we have, those are the components that um, we can, we have a lot of control over in managing our time and our energy. Because if we, if we have a habit that's draining our time or a habit that's draining our energy, that's when, like so many of my clients come to me, like I feel like hot garbage at the end of my workday. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to live my life if all of my functioning hours are to this office? So a big component of that is managing energy and managing time. So what when you say managing energy, what does yeah. that look like? Yeah, so we um, we all have things that, energize us and drain us um for me so i'll give an example for me climbing overall energizes me but specifically an early morning multi-pitch adventure energizes me something that drains me some, something that drains my energy is social media i was about to like two minutes ago i was about to say do you just basically tell everyone to sh- get the fuck get off y- social media and then yeah. Everything else is That's like, it. then it's all easy. They show up to my sessions and it's I'm like, like, I'm like, you uh, just whip uh, their collect, phone against yeah, the wall. I collect and their like payment. I'm like, get the fuck off of your phone. <laughs> just stop on it. Every, I swear. So I do a lot of group stuff. I do a lot of like Isn't it one-on-one stuff. It, every time I sit down with somebody, yeah. phones come up. Right. Because billions of dollars have been put into those phones, stealing your attention. I know. It's I insane. Still, I know. And we're all just strung along. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. Yeah. And like, so, I justify it. I'm like, well, it's part of the, you know, my business and I like promote the normal caster. And that's like, mm. like 10% <laughs> of the time I spent on social you media. It's total it's a vortex. Horseshit. Yeah. It's a vortex. Yeah. Um, so, so something that I found, um, because I am. So anyway, we got yeah. off on a tangent. So <laughs> the thing you said energizes you was the, was the climbing yeah. that certain time and style. Yeah. And, and then an the thing that s- sucks your energy from your soul and like <laughs> uses it to wash like dirty cars is <laughs> is, is the uh, social media. Social media. Yeah. So so those are examples, but it can mm-hmm. also be like it's a habit, it's a right? Drug. Exactly. So, um, but another example of something that can be really draining of energy would be just like worry. Worry seriously saps your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent. A huge amount of time in my adult life as a worrier, so I know. Um, but things that could energize you would be like taking a, a minute of just being quiet. That can be super energizing. But so energy management is about understanding the things that drain your energy and the things that bolster it. And so how to add more of the things that increase your energy and on like a physical, mental, emotional way. And then either cutting out, reducing or changing your perspective on the things that drain your energy, because there are some things that drain your energy that you can't get rid of, like work, work, for exa- exactly, exactly. <laughs> like work sometimes can be really draining. And so much of that often is our perspective of it. If we're going in like with a perspective, with the belief that, like I'm not contributing to anything or um, I I don't like these people or I whatever it is like those 
those perspectives can be actually what's draining your energy as opposed to the work itself. So within all of this, the, the big overarching component is awareness. We can't tackle any of this stuff with, unless we're aware of the soup we're swimming in, of like what's going on. And so something like the beliefs that you have about what's draining your energy or like <laughs> one of my examples, like kind of tongue in cheek of like, you can't get rid of your in-laws. So they might drain your energy, can't get rid of them. Right. So how can you change your relationship to them, to, to that, so that it's not terrible? Or, and maybe is even healthy. Yeah. So when you're working with climbers, are you drawing from the climbing community because that's your community? Or are these people specifically talking to you about, I need to be a better climber and I want you to help me with that? Do you know what I mean? Are yeah, there, yeah. Or, uh, or, or is it you know, more that we're going to clean up all this business and then mm-hmm. that's going to just naturally free up time for this energizing thing that you love to do. Yeah. Um, It depends. I think most of the climbers that I've worked with have come to me for overall lifestyle stuff. And they're like, there's this thing that I love and I want to do more of it and I want to feel better about it. I want to, I want to be able to train. I want to, I want to stop sitting on my hands about this thing that I want to do. And so they're coming to me for like overall support Mm -hmm. with but they have this motivating thing which is huge like that's that's another component of this is like being aware of what motivates you and what inspires you because those are powerful like as far as energizers Mm -hmm. those are some of the most energizing things we can have or chasing what inspires us um because that's in alignment with our values and our i mean like to me, the things that inspire us, those, those, that's our soul speaking up. Right. And we have to honor that. So, And so I think people are coming to me like, I want to do this thing, but I don't know how to make it fit. Like, how do I have, how do I have shit to do and still do like awesome shit? Because that's, that's, that's what it can feel like. It's like, well, I have, I have kids or I have a full-time job or whatever it is. Or like, I'm not living in a van, so how can I climb more? And um... My tendency is to be that sort of, it's sort of like a stoicism in a sense of, mm. of just like, yeah, but I do have to do these things. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd love it all to work out, but too bad. And I'll just keep doing these yeah. things or yeah. whatever it happens to be. You know, this idea that. Like still doing your responsibilities when you say do, doing well, these things? Yeah, or like, you know, I only have this many hours in the day and they're mm-hmm. taken up. And so, you know, oh, well, yeah. you know, next year I'll yeah, get yeah, around yeah. to that or something like yeah. that. So I'm I'm trying to kind of like, you're talking about all this stuff and I'm trying to think about it in my own life <laughs> sure, already. Sure. And um, But when you're talking about climbers yeah. and we get into this energy thing, this habit thing, this behavior thing. Yeah. Have you ever really looked at specifically even within climbing or have you heard from people and sort of started digging around like, well, what is it you do when you go to the gym or what is Mm. it you do when you're climbing and like actually started to kind of flit about inside of that realm in terms of energies and and habits Uh and behaviors and things like that. I guess not with clients, definitely in my own life. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, you know, like we are sometimes the best laboratory for these sort of things. To me, a, a big part of it is that if we're if we're able to build the kind of self-awareness about why am I doing this and 
why am I doing this or why am I not doing this? Is it working? Is it not working? That we can apply that to anything. Mm -hmm. So something like when I go to train, it doesn't seem to be producing outcomes. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not getting stronger. Like I'm tired when I go train. Like what? Like what's going on? In some ways that's specific to climbing, but we can also just explore it of like, well, what are the beliefs there? Mm -hmm. What's, what are, what do you believe about yourself or about training that might be getting in the way? And, and of course that's a process of unpacking slower or, or more rapid depending on the person. Um, but it could be something like the belief that the training won't work. So it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, or the belief that, you yeah like you can't obtain the objective or i i should be doing something else like you could be shooting on yourself or training is for 14 year old exactly exactly don't yeah. have any responsibilities right and, so you know mm-hmm. yeah, exactly no. <laughs> well it, it's coincidental that we're going to do this and i haven't talked that we're talking about this i haven't talked about this at all but i've been talking to chris hampton uh-huh about doing one of his power company cl- uh-huh. training. Yeah. It, we're going to do it. Yeah. We haven't started yet, yeah. but we're going to, like, he's going to put old man Chris Caloose into his training program, and we're going to see what happens because I've never trained. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you that I've spent maybe a total of, like, 45 minutes of my life on a hangboard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I built this, like, training wall in my backyard and basically used it like six times. (laughs) So, you know, I thought, okay, I'll put this thing in my yard and that'll like force me to like use it. Basically I avert my eyes from it whenever I'm in the backyard. Because you have a belief about it. Yeah, totally. And so, so we're, we're, that's, this is good because I'm I'm going to enter this thing pretty soon. And I have 47 year old dude beliefs about, Oh yeah. How you get to be a better climber, uh which is just by climbing. Yes. And trying hard. Yeah. Yes. And then it magically happens. (laughs) Um, And again, and like training in a gym is for children or like teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Stuff like that. Yeah. So So can we talk about that? Yeah. Great. Okay. (laughs) No, let's do it. Let's let's get, let's get me ready. Yeah. Okay. So, so with something like that, for one, valuable, powerful, effective, that you have an, have an understanding of those beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are more there. So have fun with those later. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, one way to, to unpack those is we'll, we'll, we'll try, uh, we'll try two different techniques. Okay. So that's getting good. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is what I was digging for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, free. I want free. <laughs> this is all free. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna have to pay for this. Yeah. Okay. Good. So we'll try. We'll try one technique. I think is a pretty fun one. Um, it's called the five layers of why. Okay. And it's exactly that. So, um, so one of the beliefs you had was the. Uh, would you say the only way to get good at climbing is by just climbing? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So why is or, or that? that's the. I mean, that's like far and away the, that's the most, most effective, effective way. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Training is a waste of time. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you believe that? Um, well, I, let's go back. <laughs> you changed it. I don't think it's necessarily okay. a waste of everyone's time. I, for some reason, I always think that if I have some time, I'm just going to go climbing because I enjoy that. Yeah. 
And so in a sense, it's like it mm. replaces my climbing time with something that I don't like. Right. And therefore, it's a waste of my time. Right. Right. So we have the question of like short term gains versus long term gains. Yeah. And kind of that type one fun versus type two. And fun. then I go back to that person you, I think, mentioned earlier. That's just like, well, if you live in your van and you climb all the time, then. Yeah. Of course go, you can do it. Right. Then yeah. you can go train because yeah. you're so tired of actually climbing. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Does that? Yeah. Am I going too far with these? No, no, that makes sense. Okay, and so. uh, yeah, understanding for I mean for you more particularly, but understanding like the we'll probably use this word again later, but the anatomy of that belief of like mm-hmm. what what has supported that belief, um, how instilled is that belief? I guess yeah. the belief is really that I don't have time to train mm-hmm. because I want to okay. use that time to just go climbing. To go climbing. Yeah. Because you enjoy that more. Yes. And I have such less amount of time for that than I used to. It yeah. feels like really precious. Okay. So now, so, why do I believe that was yeah, something so like why, that? Yeah. So why do you believe that um, time is too precious to train? Because I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because be, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So I don't have a answer for you. Is that bad in this exercise? Well, that's the end of the exercise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so with five layers of why, what we're I'm what we're doing is well, it's hard. we kind of got off on tangents, but what we're doing is kind of peeling back the layers. Okay, of start over. The heart of the belief. We start over. Sure. And sure. I'll be more concise. <laughs> that's okay. I'm the aromacast. Can can what what's the I word can, for what's the name? I'm running for? this show. I can do it. I I don't know. Brevity. Brevity is not my forte. So try again. Okay. Sorry. So so the belief is what would you say the belief is? I'll let you say the belief. The belief is that I don't have time to train. Why do you feel like you don't have time to train? I mean the day goes by and I feel like I have every minute filled with mm-hmm. either responsibilities to my family, to work, and then the time that I don't have those things I rather just go do pitches at the crag so your ultimate goal is to do more climbing how could training apply to doing more well if i'm more fit and like avoiding injury then i would probably be able to climb more than than if i get injured and and also i mean i do have these climbing goals yeah and so i think that perhaps the the idea behind training is to maintain fitness to still achieve these goals yeah and specifically to maintain fitness as i'm getting older to still achieve goals that i have in climbing you know i i inexorably slide into the grave yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just (laughs) okay um so why is maintaining fitness and avoiding injury important especially important to you uh, again, to, to continue to, to achieve goals that I have in climbing. Mm-hmm. So why are those goals important to you? Oh, uh, man, that's a good question. I mean, there, it's sort of what I've based my life around is, is, mm-hmm. is goal-oriented climbing. Yeah. You know, and for me, trundling around, just going out and climbing whatever has not ever been that big of a motivator. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I think it's, is for a lot of people and I'm, not going to diminish that but for me there you know i always feel like i i i'm motivated by trying to achieve something a little better than what i'm doing 
at any given moment. Why is that motivating to you? Just was born that way. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it just is. Within this, the framework of the belief mm-hmm. that you have, um, the time is too precious to train, but training prevents injury and builds fitness so that you can obtain goals that are, that are important to you on, on a values level. At the end of that, where does where does that belief that time is too precious for training, where does that belief lie now? Does it still hold water, do you feel? Well, I, I think, I mean, I've been trying to change that now for a while. Mm. And, you know, I have the, you know, it's like the Dionysus thing. It's like the, there's the two sides of my brain. Yeah. Because part of me knows that, of course, training would help. But when I joked earlier that I'm just too tired, yeah. and that's when it comes down, you know, Realistic, it's like at the yeah. end of the day, you're just like, well, I could go to the gym or I could stay home or I could stay home, get some more work done, or I could stay home and veg yeah. because I don't hardly ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that those are the kind of like, that's like the real, like rubber hits the road struggle. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and you in some ways have a leg up because you have as a, a goal oriented climber that's those can be really inspiring to do some of the things that you're like not that excited about but you're excited about the uh where it moves you to mm-hmm. and i think that that's the interesting thing with with working with climbers is that so many of us of climb as climbers are fairly goal oriented you know, like I'm, I'm finishing up a training cycle right now and, um, I, I don't like training either, but I really like feeling more prepared for what I'm trying to do in a few weeks. So we have these, these things that, uh, can kind of pull us through some of the lulls because they inspire us. Mm -hmm. And if we focus if we kind of keep our rudders pointed at the things that inspire us, oftentimes we can the things that might feel like a slog can feel really exciting. Like, oh, I'm feeling stronger. I'm feeling better at this thing. This, I feel more confident in this. Whatever it is with the outcome in, in mind. Right. For some people, that works. Um, but that's the, that's the thing about kind of building self-awareness is that you have to know, is that what you're... Like, are you chasing a goal? Are you chasing just getting stronger? And, and especially when we're up against things that we don't like like tra- like training at the gym if you don't like it it's like well we can keep keep that belief at at the cost of maybe less fitness and more injury if that's what you're finding or the value of more fitness and less injury can trump the belief that training is bullshit or whatever right, right. Yeah. And, and it really it's just like in some ways kind of you get to chalk it up to like it it can be almost as simple as Okay, the belief is uh, training is bullshit. Is that belief working for you? Uh, that's the problem. Yeah. Is it has. Yeah, yeah. Is you it... know, and that really, like, it really does come down to that, mm. I think, is a big part of sure. my thing because it has worked. You have a ton of data that's like, like yeah, I'm, this is I'm, You know, it's like <laughs> I've achieved all these goals that yeah. I had. And, and it's almost like the reason I'm thinking about it harder now is because I'm older exactly, and because I see, you know, it's not even here yet, but I sort of see this future Mm -hmm. of like, well, look, you're not 
your charm is wearing off, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And totally. the charm being that, you know, I just climbed so much and, and right. I built a really good base as a younger climber for this type of thing that I want to do. Yeah. Which totally. wasn't which wasn't actually that necessarily fitness oriented. Yeah. Because it's a lot of big roots, track climbing. I mean, mm-hmm. fitness is a part of it, but it's not like trying to be a V yeah. whatever <laughs> boulder or boulder or something like yeah. that. So so that's actually a big part of the problem, yeah. I think, is that it worked for so long. Yeah, it's a long-held and belief. And I still get like a little whiff of it now yeah. and again <laughs> to keep me alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do see the literally, you know, you know, I kind of see the, foresee this bit of this future. Mm-hmm. Um, or non-literally the writing on the wall, whatever yeah. the phrase you want to use is. It's yeah. like, yeah, maybe it's time to yeah. sort of like put in a basis to... To at least maintain right. into my fifties, which right. are just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. So. so we with these with beliefs when we can when we take them through, say like the five layers of why or whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end, we might be like, "Cool, uh, I understand where that's rooted and why, and uh, I'm going to keep it." Great. <laughs> <laughs> because it might be dogs worth are it. better than cats; <laughs> they just are done and done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't believe that, by the way. <laughs> We, uh, um, because that, that's our prerogative. We right. get to decide right. a limiting belief or a belief in general, whether it's, you consider it limiting or whatever, it could not be working that great, mm-hmm. but you can still keep it. Right. You can do whatever you want. It's your life. To me personally, and when I work with clients, it's, it's really just about like kind of laying the cards out on the table and like, so let's see, like. You, you think feel like you don't have time for it, um, but it could prevent injury. But you like would rather you have more fun going out and getting pitches. Like I don't know, what do you think? Because it, it could be mer- way more worth it to you to just go out and get pitches and have fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, injuries come and go, whatever. Right. Um, but that goes kind of back to energizers and drains, like. If the if the power that it has to energize you is is worth the whatever else the belief does, cool. It's your rodeo, you know. Mm-hmm, like it, mm-hmm. it's we all get to choose what um, what we do with understanding our habits and behavior. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're like this is all hypothetical because mm. I'm I I don't think I'm that confused about sure. what is happening and i'm also yeah. i'm also already making steps yes towards yeah, what i want to do because yeah, i understand it. it and part of the idea of using chris was realizing for me realizing that yeah you sitting in your house by yourself hasn't worked for 47 <laughs> years i you know i nail up the freaking hangboard yeah, yeah, yeah. it sits there I look at it every night from my bed. <laughs> there it is. Going glowing in the Collecting dark. Collecting dust. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not chalk. Right. So that's kind of my mm. I, uh, an awareness to say, look. And that's what guys like Chris are for. And, yeah. and, and, and in some ways, what you're doing is oh, for us yeah. to Definitely. be, you know, to be a bit of a, of a reality check and also a motivator in itself. Because, sure. like, I respect Chris a lot. He's a friend of mine. And so... You know, at the end of the day, I don't want to, you know, email him and or answer his email and say, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. do any of the things you told me I was supposed to do because I'm a slug and I suck. I want to like email and be like, yeah, it was awesome. Crushed Thank it. you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
so again like the hypothetical i think i'm not quite like i said as confused or as ready to be yeah. you know that i need this like yeah in this particular situation sure, sure, sure. we want to delve into all sorts of other oh yeah let's crap not. in my let's life but not. let's not because this is a climbing <laughs> podcast no um, but yeah. you bring up you bring up um a, another super powerful component in this and mm -hmm. community is a big in that especially um what are called weak ties so i don't know how close you are with chris hampton but when we have somebody in our lives it's like not a super close friend but somebody that there's like a little bit of social pressure that can be really motivating to so. get stuff done yeah. it'd, be, it'd be so I'm counting on it exactly exactly so so having that that weak tie of being like, well, I'm not going to send him an email that I like totally biffed on his plan is wildly powerful for people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in that way of like weak ties, but also having a community that's like, oh, I guess this isn't so bad. They're doing it, too. Um, well, that's the other thing is I have a gym in our town. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. brand new. Mm -hmm. Never had a gym before. Oh, nice. And so that these are all things in my head. I'm like, OK, well, I'll go into the gym. Everybody's in there for yeah. the same reason. Well, they have fun too, but there's yeah. also training facilities within yeah. the gym, the the, the various yeah. walls. Mm. Chris is going to be on my case. I have a yeah. ton of respect for Chris. Mm -hmm. So yeah, these things are all like kind of trying, I'm trying to make them sort of fall into place. Totally. And those are things that can kind of like nudge us along uh, as opposed to sliding into like, oh, this is a slog. This mm -hmm. like this sucks and... And, and in some ways, when when we get into like, oh, this is a slog, we're kind of getting in our own heads mm -hmm. about things and and kind of circling the drain around like, I don't like this. I don't like this. As opposed to when we're with other people, it's a fair bit harder to get in our own head and get in our own way about that, that sort of thing. Power so do you community. work with people in terms of do you ever reach out to like spouses or because I, I was just trying when you say community? Yeah. As this podcast, because we use that word all the time to refer to the climbing community, but, you know, part of, for me to be successful in this is that Steph, talked to her about this, like, has to sort of be on board, mm -hmm. at least during this training cycle, Yeah, that time I need to, you know, mm -hmm. have this time. And if, right. if you're getting a lot of that negative feedback that, well, you can't do that. You need to do this right now, yeah. or I need you here for this, or yeah. it can be, I mean, I th I think that that would start to feel like an insurmountable thing for a lot of people. Uh, what exactly? Like to having, having to get their partner on board? The big problem with any of these lifestyle changes mm -hmm. for people in my position, and yeah. I think probably with a ton of people you work with, yeah. is, is again, it comes back to like, well, where do I get this time? Mm -hmm. Because I get home from work and then it's time to make dinner and the kids and the blah, blah, blah and the thing. And like, yeah. And that's what, you know, the whole tired thing was that joke of like, okay, now it's nine o'clock <laughs> and you're gassed mm -hmm. and there's the hangboard. It's like nine o'clock. It's mm -hmm. dark out. Like mm -hmm. I'm not down with this. Then you throw in if there's some, you know, pressure from a spouse to like, you're going where, mm -hmm. well, you know, no, you're doing this tonight and I'm yeah. supposed to do this and blah, 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 blah. So it seems yeah. like you would. I, I haven't done a couple session yet, mm -hmm. but I have, I mean, some, my clients have partners and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, um, often with that is just like, sometimes it's shifting the perspective that, that y'all are a team, you know, like right. you're a team for yourselves as individuals and for yourself as in the partnership. And, and that's something that 
you have the pleasure of navigating within that team, you know, which, which is going to take some work. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why it can be easily avoided is that sometimes those conversations are really complex and complicated and, um, can get a little entrenched. And, but the fact is that if this is something that's really inspiring and motivating to you, that's really powerful. And to get to have that conversation with your spouse around like, okay, how can we find the space for this to work? And how can I support you in the things that really inspire you so that we can live lives that are lit up, you know, that yeah, right, are energized. Right. So the argument is that our lives together are going to be better if we can just carve out this time because yeah. I'm going to be, I mean, and, and I, I think it, again, going back to climbing and I know you, you do a much broader thing than mm. that, but the, everybody I know says that, oh, I'm, I'm just a way better, everyone I know who climbs is like, I'm just a way happier and better person if I'm climbing yeah. a, a, a bit. I have friends who climb and they have kids and, and their wives, in the case of the men that I climb with, if their wives don't climb, they have told me like, you have to take him climbing because he's, he's, he's like annoying the shit out of me right now. Yeah. And he hasn't climbed and he's just like, yeah, he, he she's telling him go climbing yeah. he's like no no i got all this stuff <laughs> yeah, to do. yeah 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 and so yeah i i think there is an argument in there um yeah about that of being like well look if i can just get a little bit of time here yeah. it's going to go a long way that, for me to be happier that healthier this is self-care right yeah because right. that's huge it's it's really easy as parents or partners to be like no 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 i i can't go take care of myself because uh -huh. there's, there's important pressing things. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, for me, a really powerful quote is, and you can apply this to anything, but um, you won't do a good job if your job is all you do. You won't be a good parent if you, all you do is parent. You won't be mm -hmm. a good friend if all you do is go like output to your friends. Like we have to take care of ourselves. And so when you're talking about these guy friends of yours, like climbing to them is cathartic. It's self-care. Mm -hmm. It's energizing. And those things reverberate in the rest of their lives, right. like, like full stop, easy. Um, so getting to, you know, as a team with your partner, uh, if that's what we're talking about, like with a spouse, with whoever, whoever you're kind of sharing your life with, of like, this lights me up. So how can we, how can I, you know, take, take accountability, how can I manage my time better and my energy better so that I have enough energy to do this thing? And how can we as a team figure out how to make it fit mm -hmm. in? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we have this equation of our lifestyle. We right. have like some immovable parts and some movable parts. So how can we honor what's immovable mm -hmm. and how can we get creative with what's movable so that at the end of the day, like homegirl can go pursue her goals and you can go pursue, pursue right. yours in whatever way that that works for both of you. Um, but it, it, you know, it takes being honest with yourselves, honest in the relationship. You know? Well, yeah, because I was just thinking that, well, it could like go the other direction to where, you know, if you're, I, I, I have actually plenty of, of friends as well who climb and I'm just like, don't you think you should maybe like stay home and hang out with your kids this weekend? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so, and they're like, no, this is what motivates me and lights me right. up and everything else. And so the honesty thing, I think yeah. fits into that because yeah. it certainly could be the case that, you know, everybody outside looking in, is like, bro, you know, 
you 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 know you do have these other things that you need little to do. Little dude needs a dad, right? Too. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think climbers or any anyone who has these like passion pursuits, yeah, can kind of lose sight of that as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's man. I really that that's a, a component of climbing that I struggle with a lot. Is that there is an innate selfishness about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even you know, like when we when we first sat down, we were talking about climbing in a group of three, and a big part of me was like hell yeah, I want to support you two getting out. Like, I I would love for it not to be my rodeo of like, what do I want to climb? Is this, my, I want to send this. Like, okay, I'm going to red point it. Like, no, it, that's fun sometimes, but it was also um, a, a really beautiful alternative experience to be like, no, we're just out there as a team. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out. We're trying to get pitches. You got to send something out. today though. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. That was rad. It was cool to go back to that. Definitely. <laughs> Coin crack. Um, yeah, the greasy start. Damn. Yeah, but climbing has, I think, an inherent selfishness. And 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 maybe that's something for us all to keep in check. That, like, we can pursue our goals that light us up. and um, But, you know, we're also part of a, a, our, you know, our small community at home and our whatever, our small, medium, large communities that... that um, we also have to consider other people. Yeah. When I had this earlier, this episode this year, we recorded like little sound bits on mm-hmm. El Cap when mm-hmm, I went mm-hmm. to climb El Cap. And that, you know, that was like a big eye opening thing for me in a lot of ways. But one of them was, you know, this idea that I was going to go out to, to, to climb an El Cap again the first time in a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was also going to like, I, I had not planned to free the route, but I was going to, the whole plan was like, oh, I'll, I'll go up there and climb as best I can and just to kind of see, like, what if I kept this as a goal and yeah, I would yeah. come back maybe next year or yeah, something. Yeah. And and what happened, essentially, is what we're talking about in that I realized if I was going to be ever, or the time that it would take me to do something like this and, and me as a you know, to go and be in Yosemite for weeks on end, because for at least for me, that's what it would take mm-hmm. to be climbing on the granite, to try it a bunch. It's, it just doesn't fit into my lifestyle. Yeah. There's just no way I want, I mean, even that trip that was 14 days was mm-hmm. like, I wanted to be back mm-hmm. in Carbondale hanging totally. out with my kid. And so it was like a moment of like, whoa, 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 have your goals. Yeah. But, you know, they do need to fit into the into the equation, of your life. into your saying. equation, right. into, yeah. Because, and that one doesn't fit into my equation. Yeah, you know? and and that, and in some ways, that can be kind of like, ah, oh, damn. When we realize that that something, essentially, that goal you could think about it is not in alignment with your values. Right. Your value to be home more. Your value to whatever it is, like it's not in alignment with your values. So, all right, you can kind of like scrap that one. So finding other goals that are, that are in alignment right. with your equation, with your values. Um, and those are the kind of, and, and they inspire you align, it like fits in your life, align with your values and it, and it inspires you. There is so much more momentum behind mm-hmm. a goal like that than the one of like, well, I don't know. I, I climbed 13A. So now I guess I'm like claim like should climb a 13B or whatever. Like oh, I should do something. Right. There's not a lot of heart behind right, that. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's a lot of especially with climbers what I get to work with and talk to them about is is the understanding that in some ways there's kind of 
it's not black and white, but there's there's a little bit of a framework that we can use to look at our our goals and our lifestyle to be like, man, why does this feel like a slog? Well, it might not be in alignment with your values. It might not actually inspire you. It might be based on external pressures or whatever. And there's heaps and heaps of research that external pressure or external motivators don't last very long for most people. Some right. people, they last longer, but um, for most uh, when it's like, I should be doing something, mm-hmm. that's, there's not a lot going on in there. Right. The like external that. motivators. Yeah. You know, to sort of come back, like back to this social media thing, like Mm. that has become this really interesting, weird external motivator of like presenting myself in a certain way. And and also, you know, I just talked to Kathy Carlo about this big failure that she was like afraid to share because it didn't present her, you know, her idea of her, of who she was didn't fit with this for a while, so to speak, but um, anyway, yeah, for sure. That's, that's, a that's, uh, was something that I think I struggled with for a long time in climbing was, you know, I, us as a society, our, our struggle to talk about failing. And mm-hmm. so me as a climber, I was like, I, I couldn't really understand that people tried and tried and tried and failed and failed and failed and failed and failed in the pursuit of something they were interested in. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like, I, I only climbed so that I could feel success because success is the lovely part success is what people get excited about right. success is like what you get a pat on the back about, on the back about and it it took me a while to understand that that i'm seeing the highlight reel of climbers right. or of life which is so misleading when in fact to to do big things things that inspire you things that scare you like you're going to fail mm-hmm. and that when I think once I started, I realized that and then started really embracing that, it totally changed, one, my perspective of climbing. That was kind of where it started. And then I've since been able to take that into my private practice of like, well, I don't know. We'll see if this works. And and just into my life in general of letting go of that fear of failure because it is it can be really hard to talk about and and can kind of fly in the face of our perspective of ourselves. But it's it's how we do rad things that are you know bigger than we can imagine is by a lot of failing i I would say like oh i totally know that (laughs) like i've lived it but after el cap i mean we we you know felt kind of shitty about it and like yeah then i spiraled into like well it's over yeah you know just might as well just like hang it up and start you know smoking cigarettes (laughs) drinking beer and like sitting on my on my porch or whatever yeah but just recently, um, I had this phone issue where I jumped in a pool with my phone. Not <laughs> so a phone issue. Yeah, it just totally malfunctioned. Well, I just jumped in a pool right, <laughs> with Miles and all my, I hadn't backed it up. My photos from that oh, were on there wow. and I got them. No, I got them oh, back. nice. Just recently, I like rebuilt the phone essentially. And then I saw the pictures hmm. just like two weeks ago that I had taken and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We climbed the cap. I, I, you know, we, we not only climbed the cap, but like trying to free a route ground up on El cap is, is sort of unheard of anymore. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, fuck this. I, we you know I shouldn't feel bad about yeah. like this thing. Like yeah. it still was totally cool. And right. We had a great time actually. Yeah. I mean, what, the actual time on the wall was really fun. Yeah. So yeah, but it took like four months for me to like mm. get over the fact that I had just gotten like pummeled. 
You know, because I was like, I was like a wall guy. Yeah. But that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, so we can walk up to things with expectations and then, man, those expectations can take up a lot of space. Take up a lot of space for you to actually have enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, four months later, you're like, damn, that was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. But the expectation got in the way before that. So performance in climbing is a huge deal. Mm. And we've talked about it endlessly on the show. I did an episode about early on about why climbing hard is important. It's, it's a belief system that I have. And again, intellectually, I can understand that there's plenty of people who don't have that belief system. But it's mine. Mm. And, and, I, and I, th I mean, if you just look at the media, performance, whether it's training or whether just climbing well, climbing hard if you go to the crag most of the people there are like hoping climbing. they yeah. they want to climb better than they did yesterday and if you were to sort of give us a couple few pieces of advice about how we deal with what the things that we're talking about you know disappointment mm. versus success do you is there like you know anything that you would just say like look Here's a couple things to think about and to do or to, to act out or to to arrange in your head. Yeah. Um, when you're approaching performance as like the metric of whether you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that's a, a big deal, you know, yeah. about like going out and having a disappointing day. Like I was disappointed on El Cap. Yeah. And that was a disappointing Jesus Christ, seven days and eight yeah, nights yeah. or some shit. I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. how long it took us. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So your question is how to, um, what to do with disappointment when we're pursuing performance in climbing? Yeah. Or like just if we're not like performing if, if you up could to kind of like, you know, set people straight a little bit about how to like, in your opinion, yeah. about maybe some mistakes you know, yeah. the, the fortune cookie version of like what, <laughs> what it is you do. I would offer the perspective that um, success isn't outcome based, that success is something that we uh, we obtain in in any given moment. And it's based on if we're giving 100 percent of our efforts, if we if we showed up and gave everything that we could, which is going to change from day to day. Um, but w I feel like most of us, if we're honest, know if we, how much we left on the table and any, mm -hmm. in anything that we're doing. And this is, I would say this, uh, this could be a, a helpful perspective for some based on it for anything. Um, but that if, if we let go of outcomes, because outcomes can, can be trivial or they can, like flit away but that if we focus more on the being mindful in in whatever we're pursuing and giving it 100 percent whenever we're there then that is successful mm -hmm. um and and of course that's just that's an on offering of a perspective i think a, a kind of um on the side of that if if we're pursuing things that inspire us we also can just be inspired by the by working on them, you know, mm -hmm. like if, if we remember that we love that sequence, we can sometimes keep ourselves in check around like, yeah, but I fucked up the crux after it. Like I, but you get to climb this amazing route that you wanted to climb. Like you showed up to, to do this route because 
if it inspired you because it inspired you. So being aware of like why we're doing what we're doing um, as opposed to chasing the outcome, which once you get there is like done. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a very single moment at the very end Mm -hmm. outcome. Great. And then it's over Um, as opposed to each step towards what we're pursuing because I think for a lot of climbers it feels really good to try hard at least for me why do you pursue performance does it feel good physically and mentally Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and we find so much more in ourselves when we continue to expand our comfort zone and chase things that we think are it's it's cool because you keep talking about honesty yeah and I think that's that's a really tricky thing, mm-hmm. and I, I, I would imagine it's part of what you're doing is trying to align that with, with people mm-hmm. and trying to make them aware of where, and it's probably very tricky to, you know, to dance around it with somebody where you're just like, really? <laughs> really? Like, that's really what you think? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. a very tricky thing, and and disappointment can come with all these sorts of excuses and yeah and being honest yeah. with you with your partners with your with everybody is yeah is i like kind of f- like a the fundamental part of like mm. the whole operation i absolutely and, the, and the, maybe the hardest part because we can we can totally live behind all these veils of mm-hmm. like well this is the surface level like training is for 14 year old boys mm-hmm. but when but if we get radically honest, which is a phrase that I use a lot. If we get radically honest and so radically honest where we're actually being like, what's up with this? As opposed to the first few surface layers, then to use that phrase again, like we know the soup we're swimming in. We know what's going on and we know what's getting in the way because, you know, something like dicking around on your phone for an hour and a half, that can be like, well, I was just, you know, I just wanted to t- kind of turn my brain off for a little bit. But if we're radically honest with ourselves, we might find like, well, I wanted to see how my life was comparing to somebody else's or whatever. And and so right. that's a totally different experience of right. why you're dicking around on your phone. But if if we don't, we're not aware of why we're doing something, mm-hmm. we can't really, we can't take charge of it. And, and then it can feel like, and I think that's an important part of, you know, understanding like habit behavior lifestyle is it can feel like our habits and behavior have a ton of control over us until we start like sitting down with ourselves and being like, yeah, but why do I do that? And then we, in that understanding, we have a lot more control mm-hmm. of like, okay, so I'm doing this so I can see how my life stacks up to other people. Do I want to do that? No. Is that good for me? Yeah. No, is that, is not. that working? Yeah, yeah, no. no. Great. Right. Um, and then with, with, so then you have like the actual data, right? Like you're not just like hypotheticals and anecdotal, whatever. Like you have the actual data of why you're doing this behavior that's draining your energy. Mm-hmm. And then you can do something else if you want, or you can keep digging around in your phone, <laughs> right. whatever you want to do. And be miserable. Yeah. But <laughs> afterwards, like, yeah. somebody just like punched you in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> good way to describe it okay while you're talking about that it really occurred to me and i've Mm. told people this before about one of the great things about climbing at least the way we play the game Uh is that it it basically like doesn't let you lie 
as much as the rest as your rest of your life can. Mm. It's very easy to say to yourself, like, oh, I'm just like checking out what my friends are doing. Mm. When the truth is, is like I'm comparing my life to my friends yeah. and seeing if yeah, mine's yeah. cooler or not. <laughs> it's very hard to say that you climbed something that you didn't climb. And with El Cap, that was the thing. As I was like halfway up that thing, like, you are full of shit, mm. dude. You are not in the shape you thought you were. Mm. You didn't do anything this spring. Mm. You basically like got locked into all these things that had nothing to do with being fit. And now you're paying the damn price. And mm. there's not, no amount of bullshit that's going to get you up this wall. Mm -hmm. It's no joke. Like, it's yeah. no fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. And there was points on the climb we talked about on the thing where it was like, we might have to go down yeah. because I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And that's like honesty, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to self-deceive your way to the anchor <laughs> on top of that pitch. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? So uh, yeah, I can, I totally understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and I've, I've always like told people like, that's one of the cool things about it Yeah, is that you got to be honest, especially, mm -hmm. I mean, I think, if you're really talking about, particularly about big root climbing, mm. especially with a little bit of danger in it. Yeah. You better not fucking be bullshitting. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like, a nice feeling. And I've always felt like, and, and I think climbers I've talked to have talked about how that's part of what's great about it is that it's like. It, the rock's not going to change yeah, for you. Right. It's not going to be like, oh, you're tired. Let's okay. decrease the angle. No. Right, right. And, and that's, I think that's something really inspiring to me about climbing is, is that I, if I have these lofty asp uh, aspirations and like, wow, that looks so beautiful. Like that climb sounds so rad. I have to show up to it. I have to show up to where I'm like, uh, I have to start where I am mm -hmm. and respect like where I am when I start and, and, get radically honest about the gap between where I am now and what I need, I what I can imagine I need to pursue this thing. And hopefully, like all things being equal, do my damnedest to move from where I am to where I need to be. And there's no room for bullshit. Right. Because either I'm going to be able to do it physically, mentally, emotionally, or I'm not. And it's wild because, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this, think about the times where you've where you've gotten scared or where you've where you've you know you find yourself in a position that you're super uncomfortable with i mean there's objective things like it started raining or whatever yeah. but I'll, how many times is it just because you just bullshitted yourself about how good you were how yeah. strong you were and went up there anyway right. i mean it's cool because you got to go for it but it's just like kind of wild where I've definitely had so many times where I'm like, I'm really in over my head. Mm. And that's, in a lot of ways, it's that started before I ever started the climb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I was too busy chasing the 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 romantic dream right. of like, I want to do this like epic shit, but I don't want to put the work into it. Right, right. I just want to talk and think about doing the epic shit. And that's that's definitely, uh, a, I like, I'm talking to myself in this moment of, mm. of with my goals in Yosemite in, uh, in a week and a half from now, like there is scary for me. Like that place is scary. Right. Trad climbing on that kind of granite. It's like, it's spooky to me in a real way. And so I've been trying my damnedest to, to set myself up, to show up to that. And 
And you know, I'm probably holding back too because it's scary. So we'll see. We'll right. see. Like, no, no bullshit. The the rock's not going to get any more textured for my ass. It's gonna. Right. It's just going to be slimy like it always is. So even the wellness coach is a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's that's uh, that's so important for for you know me as I'm working with people that are trying to change their behavior, change their lifestyle is. They they have to know that I'm not doing this because my life is perfect. I'm not doing this because I have all this, this like, uh, totally on lockdown. I'm doing this because I have 12 years of experience, um, more now, working with people who are trying to change their behavior. Right. Uh, and so I've learned a ton around habit and lifestyle and nutrition. So I have this humongous toolkit. That's why they're sitting down with me, not because I'm perfect. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and thanks to Blake for getting in touch, giving me the idea to uh, have her on, and also for climbing with the Enorma family. We had a couple nice days down there in Indian Creek, even trekking to a wall that I'd never been to before, which was nice. And it's also awesome to hook up with somebody a little bit randomly that uh, is such a solid, safe, excellent climber as Blake is, so... Awesome. Thank you so much, Blake. And again, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, if you like this podcast, you love it, or even if you don't like it, but you listen anyway, maybe you just put it on in the background where you're dipping artisan candles. Who knows? But if you dig it, you can also help out by going to enormacast.com and clicking on the help out tab or visiting the shop or just hanging out on the website. Check out the website, enormacast.com. Help out, write a review, like the Facebook page, or even donate if you're into it. Cool. I don't know about where you are, but the uh, the outdoor climbing door, at least the wide open outdoor climbing door, kind of shut this month here in Colorado. It got a little chilly. I think the ice climbers are having a good old time already, though. I've been seeing stuff coming out of the front range. People are stoked. Wherever you are, I hope it's good enough to do something outdoors, whether it's climb ice, climb rock, or climb anything, please remember to check your knot. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river.